0: Good morning, Tri-Valley. As you know, hopefully by now, we're in a study of the Book of Psalms called Ready for Anything. Today, we're going to focus on the instruction psalms. So back when I was in school, the teacher would sometimes give us study guides before the exam. He'd say, if you know everything that's on this sheet, you're going to do fine on the test. Now, do you think it would be a good idea to get a copy of that study guide? Absolutely. Man, whenever they would offer that, I would jump on it. It was like gold when test time came around. Or let's say you get a new job, and on your first day at the office, somebody offers to show you around. They're gonna tell you the ins and outs of how things work. They'll even tell you a lot about your new boss, what kinds of things she likes, doesn't like, and how to stay on her good side. Would you take that person up on that tour? I would too. Seems smart. Well, that's kind of like what the instruction psalms are. They are giving us helpful information and instructions that we can actually use to benefit our lives. This morning, I am going to talk a little bit about the instruction psalms and then give you some basic info about them. But I'm also going to simply present some of these wise instruction psalms to you. And I want us to listen to them together and learn from them and allow God's word to shape us and form us. So, just so you know, there's going to be some longer readings this morning than we're used to, but that's a good thing. More of listening to scripture and less of listening to Jacob, we're on the right track. So, instruction psalms are found in many different forms throughout the book of Psalms. Sometimes it's an entire chapter of wise teachings, like Psalm 1, Psalm 112, but sometimes the nuggets of wisdom are slipped into the lament psalms, or the praise and thanksgiving psalms. There are chapters of Psalms where histories and personal experiences are told as a source of wisdom and instruction, like Psalm 78. It's one of the longest Psalms in the whole book. It's this long story about Israel and how God rescued them. And, you know, they didn't always appreciate it, but it was their story. And you can learn from it. Uh, And you can also find some short one-off wisdom sentences in the book of Psalms. They kind of sound like Proverbs. I told a friend of mine that I was going to start doing this series on Psalms. And he said, ah, I don't like the Psalms. Why don't you do Proverbs instead? And I said, well, there actually are a lot of very proverby wisdom sayings in the book of Psalms. And my Bible was right there. So I grabbed it. I flipped open to Psalms 1 and I showed him. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law. Day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. See, you get some proverbial like stuff in the Psalms, right? You're convinced. You're on board now, aren't you? You want to study the Psalms with me? And my friend said, eh, I'd still rather do Proverbs. Okay, good to know. But we got to remember that these wise words are there for more than just our enjoyment as sayings. They're more than just some nice sounding things that we can emboss onto a coffee mug. They're valuable wisdom for living a righteous and God-honoring life. This is a collection of ancient wisdom that's been time-tested and proven trustworthy, but it only works if we apply it in our lives. James says in James chapter 1, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Wisdom that's not applied is like an unredeemed lottery ticket, or a household appliance that's left in the box, or like a man who checks his face in the mirror and then immediately forgets what he looks like. So if my friend's goal or if my goal is to read these wisdom sayings because I enjoy how they sound or because I'm looking for a new profile quote on my social media page, then I might be missing the value. So as we listen to these instruction psalms today, we need to use them as a calibration tool and ask ourselves, am I living my life in line with what God considers righteous? Am I applying this godly wisdom that I'm hearing or do I actually share some of the same philosophies and characteristics as the foolish people that are mentioned in the Psalms? So I don't want you to just hear these Psalms. I want you to really listen to them. Listen for God speaking to you through them. I heard a documentary film director, Michel Gondry, talking about his method for filming a live event one time. He said, everything's happening all around him, and he's got several different cameramen filming the things, and it's hard to notice where the action is, but it's his job as the director to see what should be filmed and and not miss those key moments. So if while the event is happening, Michelle sees something that the cameraman doesn't see, he might come up behind him and just tap on his shoulder, whisper in his ear, maybe look this way. I've always liked that image. I think that the Holy Spirit can do the same thing to us when we're listening to God's Word. He might gently tap us on the shoulder and draw our attention to certain verses or certain phrases that we need to focus on. So I want you to keep in mind that God's spirit is at work in this listening exercise when we read scripture together. So listen now to this Psalm that contrasts the wicked and the righteous person. Listen for God speaking to you specifically in this wisdom. And you might even want to write down a word or a phrase that stands out to you. And then carry this around with you throughout this week and and contemplate why, of all of the, the 40 verses in this long psalm, did this specific idea seem to stick to me? Maybe God has something to say to you. So let's listen now. Do not fret because of those who are evil or envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord. And do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret, it only leads to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land.
1: A little while
0: and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found, but the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. But the wicked will perish. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed. They will go up in smoke. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be destroyed. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. Hmm. They're always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing. Turn from evil and do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones wrongdoers will be completely destroyed the offspring of the wicked will perish the righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever the mouths of the righteous utter wisdom and their tongues speak what is just the law of their god is in their hearts their feet do not slip the wicked lie in wait for the righteous intent on putting them to death but the lord will not leave them in the power of the wicked or let them be condemned when brought to trial Hope in the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are destroyed, you will see it. I have seen a wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a luxuriant native tree, but he soon passed away and was no more. Though I looked for him, uh, he could not be found. Consider the blameless, observe the upright. A future awaits those who seek peace, but all sinners will be destroyed. There will be no future for the wicked. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. So just take a moment and reflect on those words. Which of the words stood out to you? Was there a phrase that seemed to stick with you or or have something to say to you? I'll give you a little bit of time right now. Just, Just maybe half a minute or so. But take some time and reflect on this psalm. So when I was in high school, I listened to a lot of Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I told my guitar teacher that I wanted him to show me how to play like him. And he said, well, hey, if you want to play like Stevie, you should just go to the temple where he worshiped, which is Jimi Hendrix. I said, what? The point that he was making is that Stevie Ray Vaughan's guitar playing was so influenced by the style and technique of Jimi Hendrix, that if you want to sound like him, you may as well go to the source. Well, in a similar way, Jesus got a lot of his wisdom from the Psalms. You might be familiar with the Beatitudes at the beginning of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. The word that's used here for blessed means fortunate or happy, so it's kind of surprising how Jesus applies it. You might think that Jesus would say, happy are the the wealthy and the well-off and the well-liked. And Jesus kind of goes in a different direction with this wisdom teaching. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so you find Beatitudes in various parts of the Psalms as well. Take a look. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Blessed is the one who trusts in you, again. Blessed is the one you discipline, Lord. The one you teach from your law. And I like this one because I got a house full of kids. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Amen. Blessed is the people whose God is the Lord. You can definitely hear the Hendrix influence in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. He draws from the Psalms. And how about Mark chapter 8, verses 35-37? It's a familiar passage where Jesus says, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the Gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Jesus is saying the wicked person chases after riches, but we all know that they can't take it with them when they go. But the righteous person has a healthy perspective on earthly wealth. When Jesus gave this teaching, he may have had the wisdom of Psalm 49 in mind. Let's listen together attentively and actively listen for God speaking to you through Psalm 49 now. Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all who live in this world, both low and high, rich and poor alike. My mouth will speak words of wisdom. The meditation of my heart will give you understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb. With the harp, I will expound my riddle. Why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me? Those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches? No one can redeem the life of another. Or give to god a ransom for them the ransom for a life is costly no payment is ever enough so that they should live on forever and not see decay for all can see that the wise die that the foolish and the senseless also perish leaving their wealth to others their tombs will remain their houses forever their dwellings for endless generations though they had named lands after themselves people despite their wealth do not endure they are like the beasts that perish this is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings they are like sheep and are destined to die death will be their shepherd but the upright will prevail over them in the morning their forms will decay in the grave far from their princely mansions but god will redeem me from the realm of the dead he will surely take me to himself Do not be overawed when others grow rich, when the splendor of their houses increases. For they will take nothing with them when they die. Their splendor will not descend with them. Though while they live, they count themselves blessed. And people praise you when you prosper. They will join those who have gone before them, who will never again see the light of life. People who have wealth but lack understanding are like the beasts that perish. You may have noticed that it was mentioned a couple times in this psalm that if the most valuable thing in your life is your wealth, your money and your stuff, then you're like the beasts that perish. You live, you die, you're done. But the one who understands that the human soul is from God and of God and bears the image of God and is destined to return back to God, that person is wise. God will redeem me from the realm of the dead. He will surely take me to himself. Or as Jesus puts it, whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What we're experiencing now, the lives that we lead, the the worst parts of it, and even the best parts of it, this is not the end. There's more. This isn't the last song of the concert. There's an encore on its way that will put Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix to shame. And that's saying a lot. God is speaking to us the instruction psalms and through his son jesus christ because he wants us to find him in that place but will we listen and not forget where do you get your information from think about where you get your news and your opinions and advice warnings and tips and and the wisdom of the world i gotta admit i start most of my days looking at my phone i check my email i go to two social media sites and make sure i know what's up there then i check the headline news And I also have a Bible app on my phone. Uh, What order do you think I should check those things in? And ask me sometime, what is the order that I actually check those things in? And you could also ask me uh, on a day when I'm rushed or busier than normal, which of those things gets bumped because of the other thing. In addition to the places that we voluntarily go to seek out wisdom and information about what will help me in my life, we need to realize that we also have advice and opinions and warnings and tips and all that conventional wisdom thrown right at us. Advertising is a $138 billion industry in the US. There's more money invested in getting your attention now than there ever was before. And so you have to listen carefully. You have to listen intentionally. And you have to ask yourself, who am I listening to? Which voice in my life is trustworthy and worth giving my heart to? I used to go into high schools and do these talks on making wise decisions. And part of the talk was giving an illustration where we would ask the student, okay, if you went out and you did everything that entertainers told you you should do, the musicians, the YouTubers, people on, uh, actors, You went out and you did all that high-risk stuff, and you ended up in the hospital. Who would show up in the hospital room with you? Would it be the people who told you you should go out and make high-risk behaviors? And they said, no, no, they're not going to show up there. Why not? Students would realize, oh, because they already got what they wanted from us. They got our attention. They got our money. And now they're gone. They're not going to show up when we get hurt. We said, okay. Uh, Well, who is going to show up when you're hurt? They said, Oh, probably like my friends and my parents and we point out oh so the people that you should have listened to but didn't yeah yeah okay well why would they show up what do they have to gain from you and the students would say nothing they're not trying to get anything from us well then why would they show up when you're hurt or in trouble because they care about us because they actually love us and then we would ask again so which voice should you be listening to that's an important question for us to ask There's so many sources of wisdom and information in our lives. How do we know which voice we should prioritize or which voice we should trust? I suggest it's the one who will show up in the hospital room when you're hurt. It's the one who's not trying to get something from you, but is trying to give something for you. And... And I believe that the Bible is valuable because it's been road tested. It's been around for generations. It's wisdom has proven true the wisdom is, is proved right by its deeds. Jesus said, but I also think that it's trustworthy because of where it's coming from, because the one who is asking for us to listen, is trying to give us this useful information that will bless our lives, is the one who laid down his life for us, is the one who truly loves us truly cares about our well-being so the Parnell family decided that for the month of March we would not watch television no the kids don't get to watch TV the adults don't get to watch TV we're just gonna take a break from it and I could tell you more later about why and, and how it's been going but for now I'll just say it's kind of amazing how much extra time I feel like I have in my day the family has been having more conversations together We've been reading more books. We've been praying more often. Uh, It's really freed up a lot of time. And it's made me realize how much of a commitment that was and, and how much of a distraction it was that I could be doing other things that are more important and that I value more. My guess is that if you're listening to me right now, then you would agree that the wisdom that we find in the Bible is good. It's worth reading, it's worth hearing, it's worth applying in our lives. But we have to admit that it sometimes gets drowned out by the other voices, the other noises, and the other commitments we've made in our lives. And that's something that I'm coming to realize. And it's something that I'd like to work on. So I want to invite you to pray for me about that as I evaluate wisdom's role in my life. The difference between what I say and what I actually practice. And if you're right there too, let me know. Send me a message. Let me know how I can pray with you on that front. For now, I just want to leave us once again with the wisdom from Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of moggers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers.